This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the One Was Had a Dream podcast. As ever, my name is Lee Finch, the host, and I'll be speaking to today Danny Baker, as always. Uh, we're going to be discussing Walsall. We're going to be discussing the officials, League Two officials, and, and all the officials. Why are they so bad in League Two? And other stuff that's been going on in the world of football with officiating. Uh, we'll move on, uh, and as we're playing Sutton on Saturday, we'll be discussing rivalries and big derby games. Uh, and what is AFC Wimbledon's main rival now, main derby, main game that we look forward to that we think, right, we want to get one over them. And then we'll move on and discuss the uh, Sutton game and preview that. So let me welcome today's, well, I say guest, he's the uh, co-host, the, the, the main man pretty much, Danny Baker. How are we? I am the main man. You're absolutely right. Thank you. If we were a partnership, like a football partnership, what, what would you, would we be like a Ferdinand Vidic, do you think? Or would we be like a... Like a, a Holdsworth, I don't know, Leeburn. What do you think we'd be? Taylor Akinfenwa. Uh, yeah, but who's Akinfenwa? Because one of us. You're Akinfenwa, are you? Well, I'm carrying the weight of Akinfenwa. I don't know if it's muscle or, or fat, but yeah, well, it is fat, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, I'm carrying the weight. You've got better hair. I'm well, bald. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted I've got better hair than someone. My hair feels horrendous. Well, I'll take that. I'm, I'm happy to be Taylor Akinfenwa. I was probably going to go more Callum Kennedy, Barry Fuller. But um, I'm happy to... In, in, happy the, to uh, in the broadcasting world, I think we would probably be Ali McCoist and uh, Alan Brazil. As long the, as I'm not Ray Parler, I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. Do you, not like a, <laughs> do you not like a Cobra Bomb? Oh, it's ridiculous. I heard the one he did, and I don't listen to it very much, but I was watching, I was on TikTok, and they were doing one about Ray Parler, talking about the Queen. Oh, it was horrendous. Like, it was like, the, the way that he was talking, it was like the Queen was A, still alive, and B, was a young footballer, like who just got injured it was it was did, so cringe to, to, did you see the one that uh wayne lineker did in uh no but again they, they spoke about that as they, well they, they, they? 
they dressed up all the girls in these kind of like um, oh that's with the beef eaters the beef yeah oh, no. and they come out and they were giving it all about it was quite cringy but typical Wayne Lineker in oh, beef how, and everyone was off their absolutely face absolutely embarrassing and you know do, do you know uh, Ed Sheeran was out there yeah you know one of his bouncers as they called it on Radio 1 that's one of one of my mates Glyn shut jumped up in, jumped in elbowing people out of the way yeah massive Wimbledon fan He's uh, Ed Sheeran's main top boy. That is absolutely carnage. Literally, what? can't he hates he hates a coach trip, hates an away day, but off to IB for he goes. You know what I mean? So. Oh, that's all right. Well, I was watching the world of sport, as you know, and I've always catch up with random stuff. And the, the NFL's been in town. Now, I know you're not a super NFL fan. Don't get it. Um, you don't get it. What is it that you don't get about the NFL? I don't is get it why it all now takes everyone, too long. No, no, no. Just everyone now seems to love it. Like. You know my, you know my, do you know my friend Gary Saxby? He's big, loves his cricket. Well, yeah. he, he he's like the ultimate sportsman, but can't play any of them, right? Yeah, okay. Loves them. He's a referee. <laughs> yeah, can't play any of them. We'll talk about him later, right? But he loves it, and it's like he just loves it. I think people love it now, just to be cool on Facebook and social media. Look at me, I'm I'm a Jets fan. I like the Eagles or something shit like that. Shit. I've always I've always liked it, and the reason why is it used to be my sort of guilty pleasure on a Sunday. My wife used to do like what well, she still does. She does like pantomime and stuff. So when she would go, I'd watch Super Sunday. No, she doesn't. Fit... Oh yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> So at the end, stop laughing. She's laughing in the background. Um, so when we were like, when when she would go and do a panto rehearsals, and Super Sunday would finish, there's always like nothing Sunday. I'm, I mean, I wasn't old enough to watch Antiques Roadshow. I wasn't young enough to really think catchphrase was still relevant or funny. Heartbeat. And I, I, I thought a heartbeat. Yeah, all that lot. Russ Abbott. It wasn't on. So I thought, well, what am I gonna what what am I gonna do? And I I just started getting into the um into the NFL. So I was chatting to one of the guys. Going back to the story. And I was interested in what you thought about with the way that the, he was talking about his argument was the Premier League has got to the point where the big six are kind of the big six and they're getting miles, miles away. Would the game benefit from like all of the top teams and their younger players and doing a draft where other players championships say? Or you couldn't loan anyone couldn't be loaned in the in in the same league, but then the championship has all of the best of the young players, and you pick them at random dependent on where you finished. I I like the idea of it, but it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work because one, the Premiership then it works in the NFL because there's only that certain amount of teams. There's no relegation, yeah, that's right. no promotion. So yeah. and also you've got your college football which is bigger than NFL. It's I've, massive, yeah. I've been out in the States when college football's been going on, and it's just, I was in Florida, and I think Nebraska were playing, and I was like, and it was packed, this pub was packed full of all these Nebraska fans. I'm thinking, I'm in Florida, know. Nebraska's like miles away, what is going on? But it's yeah. where people went to uni and stuff like that. They follow that team, there's, what, 100,000 people, stadiums for it. College football. I prefer college football to the NFL, if I was going to be honest. Uh, and I kind of get it, but we don't have that. You're saying like, so you have, say, in the colleges around here. So you have Leicester College, like London College. Then they get drafted into the premiership. Well, what, what I'm thinking is more, oh, it's not necessarily get away from the sort of the college system. I'm thinking more, you've got players that you're going to potentially, they're not, they're not going to play first team but they're probably a little bit too good for your youth football. Basically, all of those players, you put them into a massive pot and rather than um, they go abroad or some teams get five or something else happens, if, and it only happens maybe one or two years, but anyone in the championship or below, 
you just go right. Who's first pick? Wigan. Wigan are picking well, Reese James. Because you're picking this bloke. Because again, just to works, kind of level it out. As it works down. in the NFL, is the team that finishes worse gets more the first or less. Pick, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a and then they more can trade that, that first pick for that's a, it. Say, like a player kind of thing. I, I do like the way it works. I do like the idea of it all. I just don't think it would work in English football. And also, I don't see why. I don't see the system as being broken. What the I, football? I, I, Not even the holding of all the like Chelsea having sixty players on loan and stuff. Don't you find that a bit like? Yeah, but they on, all mate. they filter down in the end. Look at McCormick. McCormick's been at Chelsea. Marsh was at Spurs. They filtered in into now. We well, we haven't got McCormick anymore, but we've got Marsh. We got you know what I mean. We've had like Trot who's at West Ham, and he he. I don't think he'll ever play a first team game for him. I, I kind of it is broken. If you, I, I'm. <laughs> So look at look at us as an example, right? It when is broken, in, but from a financial point of view, are struggling massively for players, right? And we're not the only club who have got a lack of resources. If there was a system where three hundred players who were in the top in the top league um, were all all of a sudden potentially you could select them, and every single club had the opportunity to be boosted with yep. four or five players where they get experience. They understand what they're doing. They're free to the football league teams. You know, something like we got, obviously, you look at it. And, and it, let's be honest, it, it kind of happens already. We've obviously got NYC. We had yeah. Presley. So it kind of happens. It's just whether or not it'd be, it'd be more fun and more engaging if those top youth players could go anywhere. For, for me, the transfer window as such the transfers isn't broken it's the amount of wages that players get is yeah. completely out of control yeah, that's i don't fair. know how you fix that well, would but you what... wage cap it because the nfl they wage cap would you would that be something you'd do yeah i, I just don't they're, get they're how... meant to with the financial fair play but it never happens it, is it? what i love about what i said i don't really watch the nfl but what i know about it, what i like about it is like the patriots the new england patriots were really good for years and now they're falling away because they've lost their one best player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who who was really overrated anyway? He's no Peyton Manning. And then <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. I love how you just talk that out there. What my thing would be is academies need to be fixed. So the academy setup, like we said to Michael Hamilton, is that you've got these pro academies. Chelsea got 300 players. Wimbledon picking up players here and there. But underneath that, Dan, and I've seen it with my own boy, is that you've got like. People just calling them like I could go out there tomorrow and go, I'll leave Finch's Academy because I've got a level two coaching badge. Yeah. And, and get all these players in. And, and then I saw a kid the other day, he, he's been signed for Chelsea or something like that, but he isn't. He's playing for Chelsea's like reserve academy where you're paying to pay. And it's yeah. just, and that's where I think the whole system needs to be fixed from academies up. Like back in the day, John Terry, Frank Lampard, and all them, they weren't at academies. They played for Sunday league teams with the, you know what I mean, Sem Rabs and stuff. Yeah. I'm really well. Then got pushed into West Ham and they were, do you know what I mean and the academy like now we've got under nines under tens under it's yeah, mad to me people under nine I know they're good do you know what I mean but how it's one yeah, of the just... and I kind of get what you're saying what do you think about half time shows and stuff like that if you're talking about NFLs <laughs> like Wembley can you imagine like Britney doing this <laughs> hello Wimbledon well did you hear remember the Champions League the Champions League final it was Liverpool versus what was the most was recent Madrid? yeah who was there was a woman that sang there was a girl young girl she complained because no one could hear her singing wasn't that Camilla Cabello or something like that yeah, yeah that's her and they had didn't they make the half time longer yeah but yeah she, and she complained because the, the crowd was singing so loud no one could hear her actual singing and I they just had think, to, on the TV yeah. they had to put an actual record kind of or record. I, I like the idea I think there's a lot of longevity in wage caps 
and public wage caps where everyone goes, right, if you want to play for this team, because at the moment it's such a, like the Barcelona situation is absolutely carnage. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No one knows what the hell's going on. To have something at the beginning of the season, it's like, okay, from last year's information, your wage cap is this, and your wage cap is this, and you're coming up, and your wage cap is this. So almost everybody knows the kind of wages that are at. But also, you've got the in the rugby situation at the minute, if you've been following that, but Worcester have gone totally, yeah. they've basically gone bust. And the challenge is they have wage caps for each of the teams. So a lot of the Worcester players are now out of a contract. They're looking to get a gig somewhere else. But of course, these clubs are like, well, you haven't got a job. We've only got X amount of money. And they, and there's a potential that they could be taken advantage of. So I just, I didn't know whether wage caps would be a really good one for people like us. Didn't, didn't they try a could, wage cap? Well, they talk about this as part of financial fair play. True, but yeah. it's a nonsense because Barcelona basically just do whatever they want. Yeah, but, but Barcelona, uh, I think within the next four years if they don't win stuff they're absolutely screwed they've sold off literally everything they own just so they could sign players and real madrid still got the problem with spanish football again is i don't know if a lot of people know i kind of follow madrid a little bit i've, I've been out there a couple of times do like madrid but they literally are owned by the king and queen of spain or yeah i think it's remember they 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 run out of money and just sold their training ground to the king i think and then they gave it back or the council or whatever it is oh right okay and then they got got it given back to them for nothing so they needed say 400 million the council went oh we'll buy your training ground off you thanks there you go 400 million and then they gave it back to them for nothing wow. <laughs> it's literally so corrupt like spain is worse than england like, but... well spain they have the big thing with the broadcast and that's basically barcelona and real madrid get basically all the money yeah. and everyone else doesn't but which i kind of agree with because they bring in the big well, same as scotland isn't it scotland's the same problem so it can range i mean if i'm on the telly i'm watching them too i might watch it everyone else but, is interested. again I, I don't like I, well i actually i'd say i don't like him i actually do simon jordan on talk sport he's palace mug i get that but he actually talks some sense and he says i don't get why teams just don't do their own netflix like kind of like their own yeah. streaming service where they charge man you man you would absolutely rake it in do you know what I mean? And then, like, last night... This is Andy Holt's Forrest, thing, isn't it? Andy Forrest, Holt's got this thing. Yeah, yeah Forrest Villa yesterday. Like, I was no interest in watching Forrest Villa last night on Monday Well, night. Andy Holt was talking a lot about it. He said, I don't understand why we provide the cameras, and I might be wrong with this, so forgive me if I'm slightly wrong, but he was basically saying that the platform doesn't pay the clubs yeah. or the, the amount of money is pathetic. And he's like, why am I creating this feature for my fans to enjoy it and I get... 10% of the proceeds like it's a waste of time yeah. whereas and again it's not fair because this club will get a, an absolute bundle and Accrington don't I just I just wonder whether football has a way particularly at the moment where when we're rel- in relative austerity and everything else whether yeah, but having then, a public wage thing would be interesting lower down not high, you, I mean the Premier League's the Premier League I, I think that's lost but again I hate talking about Simon John but he, he he was right in the fact that we've just had Covid so yeah. we just had our, our our opportunity to fix football to have a reset in football yeah teams were apparently struggling they were going to go to the wall do you know what I mean because Covid hit and then they're spending money like left, right and centre. Look at League Two, the amount of money it's going through League Two at the moment. We thought we had a competitive budget until you realise that Salford, uh, Stockport, Bradford, all these teams are spending absolute small So fortunes. what would you have done then to, if you were talking about fixing football? I know we're, we're branding well away from our club, but what would you have done? Players' wages to... needs to be sorted. Even at our level, players are earning three, five grand a week to play what, so League Two. So you'd have a, a League Two league two maximum wage is this. You, I think you, so you are to. wage capping. I think, you, I think you kind of have to... Your, your, your wages have to be what you earn kind of thing. 
So if you're Bradford, you can pay a little bit more, right, than say right. Wanderers because yeah. they earn more. They've got eighteen thousand season ticket holders. Do you know what I mean? But if you're you you have to live within your means. It's but like doesn't you, isn't that what everyone does? No, they don't. They chase a dream and then they go bust or they, they get in administration. Like, look at South End the other day. South End missed out on paying their tax bill for the fifth year in a row. They literally look... Yeah, oh, that's mad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? They do it every year. Teams do it. Look at Crawley again this year, chasing the dream that they, and they might get relegated from just... And it, this will people will say, well, look at us. We want to sell out. We want to sell the club kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not chasing a dream of selling the club to to get wins and stuff like that. I just want to see us a bit more professional. And if that means a little bit more money, if we go down and, and we've got a professional, it's one of them things. Sometimes it can't help on the pitch, but I just think football needs a reset in the fact that we have to compete now with these teams, which is yeah. really hard, but they've got like, look at the situation at Salford. Yeah. Salford are not owned by the 92. They're not owned by Gary Neville. They're not, owned, they're no. just the face of it. They're owned by Kim. What's his Paul name? Lim or Paul, Paul Lim. Lim. That's him, Paul he's, Lim. He's the guy of the 180. He's 180, the first, first nine But he's, yeah, he made all that money and bought Salford. Yeah. Uh, but he owns Valencia. He owns Salford. He's a billionaire. He could throw up, he could throw a 500 million pound at uh, Salford and it won't even hit the sides. But that's where I'd see a reset. And that's why I don't think, going back to your original question, is a draft situation would work because one, teams aren't going to vote for it, are they? They're not no. going to. And it has to go from either academy or college kind of situation, which we don't really have. So talking about reset buttons, yep. if you could reset the Wimbledon season, would you press the button or not? Now? Right now. If I said you can press the reset button and start again, would you do it or not? Uh, can I go back five years? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a hard one at the moment because League Two is such a, a funny league. You were there when you Saturday. Yes. Well, and, and obviously, well, yeah, I, I, did you see enough on Saturday for you to feel like, do you know what? No, 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 no. We're, we're moving in the right direction. Or would you be like, no, can, rage quit. Let's get back and start again. <laughs> rage quit. I love that because I always do it to my son when we're playing uh, FIFA. But uh, I, I, I weren't meant to be going, was I? I said on here I weren't going because obviously we, few, me and my mates were going up there to surprise one of our mates who'd moved up there. Yeah. Uh, Mark Buzzle, he's moved to Howes Owen. Apparently all the Walsall Walsall's a bit of a dump, but they were all saying Howells Owens is an even bigger dump. So I don't know where he lives. Probably a pot or something, like a hole or something. But uh, so we surprised him on Friday. We went up there Friday. I got pretty tipsy and put a picture of me at Oktoberfest on the Worms of the Dream. So I saw we that. Yeah, it was good. Well done. It was good. And uh, yeah, so we went up there Friday, went to the game Saturday, got there 10 minutes late because I drove around and we were debating off if we should be bothered to go or not. Uh, shall we stay in the pub? Because all them boys were drinking flights. Do you know, you get four different types yeah, of beer. Yeah, that's cool. I've got to say, and I said on the debrief, Birmingham is a great place to go if you want to go out for a night out. It was really good. Didn't pay to get in, so we were chuffed. Missed them going one Why didn't up. you pay to get in? The ticket office had closed by the time we turned up. And the stewards oh, wow, said, well, really? you come all this way. Get in. There you go. You've got to go, go watch the game. We were 1-0 down at the time. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was good. And it was a good weekend. But... Quick question for you, and it's totally off, off the game. When did you realise that you were old? You were getting old? I, t- I tell you, actually, and I don't really feel particularly old. I'm, I'm quite young-spirited. But the other day, normally, <laughs> I'll make myself laugh here, I've always taken pride in my sport, right, about playing cricket, football, rugby. You give me a ball, I'll do it. The other day, I was teaching at school, and I kicked a football, right? I just kicked it. 
you know, top bins as usual. But then my thigh went, oh, oh that hurt. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no. Like, one football, I've just kicked it. No warm-up or anything. I just quickly kicked a football. And my thigh was, like, really sore. And I was like, oh, no, don't take this off me. Don't take me off, like, kicking a football. So I think that was probably when I, when I felt physically thought, oh, God, here we go. Stage two of my life. How about you? When did you feel proper old? Saturday when I went up to Birmingham because I'm 41 now. I think I'm still a bit... I still sometimes felt I'm 21, still got a bit of it, still got the chat, you know what I mean? Still dress well, have it all. Absolutely. On Saturday, Friday night, I was in bed by 11 and we were right in the middle of everything. Like we, It was like Chinatown, Gay Village, all the bars and clubs were right, right below our, my room. And all I could hear, I got into bed and all I could hear was doom, 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 Birmingham, make some noise. And I was like, mate, turn it down. I was like, turn it down. Turn it down. Oh, you're no. I'm trying to sleep up here. Do you know what I mean? Then now I thought, that wait, is massively showing your age. Then I thought, wait a minute. Yeah. I think the fine. other thing as well is I've got a gap student, blessing Wilco, who I, I drive in every day. And I was talking to him about great films, like really, really top, top films. And I was telling him, like, you know, Forrest Gump, no, don't know it. Die Hard, no, never heard of what? it. And it's like, oh, mate. Did you kick him out of the car? I should have done. That's I just gave him a list of like anyway, 20 films. Sorry, mate, we've right, gone right it. off subject there. So anyway, Walsall. So, yeah, so anyway, if you so, could press the reset on the season, would you press it? And if not, why not? It's a tough one because, again, I was saying, we've gone right off. So I just wanted to tell stories about Birmingham because it was class weekend set for the match. But uh, I don't know because last year, but, uh, Bristol Rovers and Mansfield were both struggling, really struggling. Yeah. And then they end up getting in. Mansfield, I think, got to the playoffs and Bristol Rovers got promoted. So we could still turn it around. We still got to give, say, Johnny Jackson another window, say January. Uh, he might get rid of Huddling and people like that or bring in other people. We might get Zach Robinson back who might score goals. So I don't know about that. But Walsall, first half, I thought for 25, 30 minutes, I thought we'd done all right. Yeah. I thought, uh, we'll come on to the officiating later, but I thought he worst referee I've seen this season. Don't like to blame refs, but he was horrendous. The only problem I've got with Wimbledon at the moment is every week we're only turning up with five or six players who are turning up so on saturday i'll give towler is due pell uh, assal davison and the two wingbacks again i thought they were both good and then stuff like that second half we were absolutely appalling i don't think we tested the keeper once johnny jackson's subs just confused me really frustrated me again brings on huddling which is fine but takes off the two wingers who are going to put balls in the box brings on uh Woodyard, who's been, I, I, yeah, everyone knows I'm not a fan of Woodyard, but the guy's been out for six months, probably trained what twice in a week. Three, he's only trained three or four times before. Why are you not bringing Bender on? Why are you bringing Woodyard on, who has not played in six months and we're losing 2 1? That really surprised me. Do you know I mean? And you look at our bench, it was uh, Bendel, Bartley again, Huddling. Huddling is awful. Really? Awful strike, mate. Six foot nine, don't jump, can't get off the air, is weak as piss, really frustrated. I think p- people at the game were getting really annoyed with him because we're chasing the game and he's just not, it just didn't look like he was trying. Uh, Twiglet, sorry, uh, Ethan Twiglet, weak as piss again, like literally gets pushed over. So inconsistent, so inconsistent. I drop him, play a sow in the hole, but then who else do you play up front with Davison? Because NYC still out. Huddling is useless. Yeah. So what did what did you think then when the teams came out and you saw six defenders? Oh mate, we were this is when we started the Did did everyone be like, what is going? Obviously, the difficulty is 
Marsh, I presume, is injured. Magoma, I presume, is injured. So those two weren't available, which left you basically the two guys, Bendel, who's barely played, Woodyard, who's obviously clearly not fit, or then you've got to be a bit more flexible. Now, now, so did you did you know or did you think what we're going to... Because me and my dad were sitting there and until the game kicked off, we had no idea what, how we were lining up. See, we were like, in, we were in the pub and we were like, look at the team, six defenders. Shall we bother? Shall we not bother? That's why I got in 10 minutes late in the end, didn't pay to get in, which was quite good. But yeah, we, we ended up going late because we were like, shall we bother with this? It's going to be the same old story. We were trying to work out who was going to play in that DMC role. Was it going to be Paul yeah. Calabay? Was it going to be Taylor? Was it going to be Brett? Like, who was going to play in it? Apparently, Taylor has played there before for Bristol. I thought he did all right. This I don't think natural. he did a bad I think he's really good. Really yeah. like him. He, I think he's, he's a decent player. He's, him and Pell are really impressing me at the moment. They're okay. the Wimbledon players that we've been asking for. Yeah, uh, I agree. My my issue, and this is was raised on the Sunday debrief, Sam Elliott said the same. Magoma and Marsh were injured. No one knew. None of us knew, right? And I kind of... I kind of get you can't you know, we're not going to give them yeah this is going to be our starting eleven this is going to be our bench, but you can tell the fans who are going up to a game look we're going to be missing two of our better players. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's again it's the comms from the club. I don't I, I don't know I I don't look at it that way on the fact that I I wouldn't give I wouldn't want to give anything up unless we knew that they were they were out. But I, I was quite impressed with Taylor. I thought he played all right. Hmm. I thought in, in the first half. We were again. It was, and again, I we were we were messaging with the other night about it. And you know, for me, it's just a lack of players. I just feel like we we are low on number of players to the point that we've obviously got Courtney Senior who's come in who came on and did nothing. Um, and obviously we bought the backup keeper. But looking at that bench, what was was I looked at it and I thought I don't really know how any of you are going to impact this game. That's what we would say. That's Hudlin's the only one I was thinking. Right, if he could, if we're doing something. Need saying it, come on, but he was useless. Maybe it was just an off game for him, but I've not seen him since. But we were talking again on the debrief about how much money we're wasting. Right, Gunto was, I don't think he was good. He's not really impressed. Lee Brown seems to go two steps forward, three steps back. I thought he had a poor game, but I'll give him his due because he has had two good games before that. The funny one for me is Broom was on the bench when we'd just given Will Jaskalainen an extension to January. So now we've got three goalkeepers at the club, and two of them are never going to get near it. Very, it really strange to me, that one. Gascoigne yeah. being extended. I, I, don't, I, I don't really understand that, but I but think... It, yeah. Then we spoke about injuries last week. Yeah. And then this week, is Will injured? We'll ask Gascoigne in, is he injured? Magoma's now injured. Marsh is injured. We don't know how long for. No one's That's the weird one, is the fact that we were talking about it, and then all of a sudden you can add Magoma and Marsh to it. It was like, bloody hell, what's going on here? And like I said, when you're looking at us now and we are seriously way for thin. I mean, the, the bench is what we've got and that's pretty much it. There's, I didn't see anybody who was not on the bench. I, I don't know anybody who was a professional football player, woman who I've not injured or not in the team. And it's just, for me, it, I, I think people can be frustrated about the way that we play and that X, Y, and Z. And I get that. But we are very net at the moment. We're, we're kind of plan A or plan nothing on the fact that we haven't got any that's... kind of flexibility with our... We've tried to play four at the back, got mullered, play three at the back, we're okay, but we haven't got the personnel to do it. And, uh, and unfortunately, you're, I, I do agree with your sentiment about Jackson. I do think you do need to give him another window, but I don't think football works like that. And I think if you get us to the point where we identified this was a crucial six-game period, we're two games in, 
one one lost one Saturday. And the problem is, Lee, as well, is that I don't know if everyone goes, Oh, it's a big game, but we can't keep going to like this is a massive game. <laughs> this is a massive in game. In October. Like uh, yeah, but we're being serious though. Like we're talking about this is um, a huge game in October, and we've had like a quarter of the season, and we're almost saying this is a huge game because of X, Y, and Z. I know all know games are important, but then was, we need something out of it. People, I think was, on Saturday's becoming crucial. What's frustrating people, I think, as well, is that we are... We, uh, I just, I've just lost what I said, but we've guys who, like, we're, we're like NYC away, Paris away from being a decent team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're missing two or three players to injury now. And I get what your point is, like, injuries are now... We're, we're suffering with injuries, which was mentioned last week, big time. And, and I think people are frustrated now that, also, that was it. Walsall were not even that good. No, they I had, thought they were, I didn't think they were great. They had three shots on goal, scored three goals. They had they they're just a typical League Two team. They're massive at the back and got a bit of pace up front, and that is it. That is it. And their keeper's half decent. I thought his kicking was decent. I mean, I, I looked at Walsall and I just was like, "You are the absolute average of teams. You are absolutely for this league." You'll have a couple of good players. You'll be you'll be weak in a couple of places. And my dad, my dad summed it up beautifully. He was like, "There's very, very, very rarely that we would be one goal up and would be attacking and get a third. Like another late goal. That's God knows how many and God's how many. Like I know we're chasing the game, but we didn't at any point look like scoring really in that last ten minutes. We had a bit of ball. I didn't, we didn't look like scoring in the whole second half. I didn't think that. I didn't look at it and think we're going to go. We're going to score some goals here. Um, and, and our kind of mentality, I feel like, when we're in a position to, when we're up and we can kill the game, we'd rather kill the game by, like, stop attacking. And if you stop attacking, you're basically telling the opposition, right? Well, we can have a go here because you're not you're not going to punish us. And I feel like we try to we try to punish. We we need to punish teams, and we can't. And they punish us, and it's a real. I, I genuinely feel like we've just lost a bottle completely mm. as a football. And it, and it, by the way, it's not just the players. The fans are just as bad. The moment you get to 10 minutes to go and that culture's the game, all the fans are terrified. And everyone's like, well, you know, what are we doing? And it's just like, I don't know. I, the problem you've got, though, yeah. in that respect, with the, is Johnny Jackson comes out in the week saying, we're going to start fast. I've, I've won uh, him starting I mean, fast. What, and then we what, go 1-0 down within four is. minutes. Do you I, know mean, I mean, that's literally like the one thing as a manager that you don't, you want to say don't happen. It does happen, and he he looks around thinking, "What on earth is going on?" And it is just a concern because we we can't. We're now going back into this robo territory of when he used to say stuff, and it just never happened. And I, I feel for him because I think he's got Do you a bit of a rough deal. The injuries are difficult, and the thing with Johnny Jackson though is he's got enough extenuating factors for him to not be put under serious pressure. I don't think he's had the money. I don't think he's had the luck of the draw with. Um, in, with injuries, injuries yeah. we've had decent blotches of where you think we've played really good there, but got unlucky. Doncaster, late goal. But what is worrying is there's been some real habits and habitual behaviour, late goals. We are conceding a lot of goals 85 minutes Damn. late. It's where we're now getting to a point where our players are getting regularly injured. We're becoming incredibly inconsistent, particularly going forward. And it's like, and now we're now we're starting to concede at the back. It's um it's a real concern. But for me, for me, the club does not help Johnny Jackson one bit. They're, he he's 
everyone I've spoke to said there's no real connection with him. There's no real, they've not got that feeling off him at the moment. No, I don't at all. Then, do you, do you no, get a feeling? What, no, I don't, I don't know. think the club helps by bringing out a video the other day saying it's the first time he's been to the museum. He's been in charge since August. Has he not looked around the club? Has he not been to the museum yet? I know he's busy, but he can't be that busy that we've not gone. Johnny, have a look at this. Look at our history of the club. Look at the museum. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, and then they bring it now after a 3-1 loss. It's like, I don't think they're helping him because people are looking around going, why has he not done this earlier? Why? Do you know what I mean? But we better move on because we bought Wofford. But the one thing I do say about Walsall is it's a cracking little ground. Yeah. The way that they let their fans stand up, sing, make a little bit of an atmosphere, I thought was spot on. The stewards were spot on with the away fans. And I think we need to look at teams like that and go, right, look at them. They're not, they're, their fans were standing up the whole game singing. They knew they were in a bit of a dogfight. And yeah, they won the game in the end. So it is what it is. Right. We've been waffling on. So we'll you've come been, back. What you've been waffling on. We'll come back. We'll discuss the officiating in League Two uh, and refereeing as a whole. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing League Two officials uh, and refereeing as a whole. The uh, reason I wanted to bring this up, I, I brought this to Danny after Saturday because, I, as I said, I thought I don't like to blame referees in games because we're, we've been bad in some, but I thought the referee on Saturday was the worst I've seen. There's sometimes when he was a yard, two yard away from shirts being literally ripped off people's back and not given the decision. And then someone said to me, we've got to do it back. We were doing it back and we'd get a foul against us. And it was, they were blocking us off and the ref was standing there. The linos just didn't get involved at all. And it was, it was so frustrating to watch because everyone, I know people say, oh, you're, you're an away fan. You're going to say that. But even the Walsall fans in them were getting on the rest back because he was so, we were cheering like we scored when he gave us a free kick after about 15 minutes. And he just allowed them just to kick us, block us, pull shirts, left, right and centre. And this is a, a regular thing in League Two. I've not seen one decent ref. I've complimented all that ref's good. I mean, to be honest with you, and it is the football... I mean, let's be honest, it's one of the, the favourite moaning bits from football fans to moan at the referee. We've done it for since day dot. Yeah. But what is a, what is a, a genuine concern? And again, I don't, I don't know whether the game helps the referee enough. What I mean by that is, I feel like, and I use rugby as an example, and I again had a massive debate about the guys in the, on rugby about it with the football, and we're talking about how can football get better for the fans or get better for the players. Because football has so many, what I would call, interpretational rules, rugby, if you do this, like, like for instance, football's offside, it's offside or it's not. That's it. It's yes or no. Cricket is very lucky that it's officials. It's very yes or no. There's very little. Um, is there or isn't there? Football has so many of these subjective parts to it that naturally make it more and more difficult. But this is my challenge. With those, you need people who understand the game and playing it. Why is there not any, and I mean genuinely, any players who've played at any level who are refereeing? I don't understand if you've played League Two football and you're going to retire from the game. Yeah, you some might go into this or go into that. Nobody's going into refereeing. Nobody's no, no. going, I'm fit enough. I'm going to referee and potentially referee in a, in a 
in an old firm or referee in a derby game or a big top of the table clash and go, okay, guys, just so you know, I've played 250 games for Cambridge. I know it's not the same, but I've played football. I understand the game. I understand what you're doing and what you're not doing. I understand the language that you are and aren't going to use. And between us, can we? because at the moment, you basically got like two teams of players who have got huge amounts of money being spent, pressure on their jobs. The referee don't matter, but these guys are talking about their livelihoods in a relegation dogfight. And you've got a guy who's basically an ex-banker or a guy who, I'm a school teacher, you know, you've got John Moss who used to be the PE teacher for Stephen Gerrard. And it's like, I don't, I don't quite understand why, maybe, maybe it's easy. Maybe these footballers are going, sod that, I don't want to get involved. I've got no interest to, to referee because the money's not good or the stress is too high. But I feel like the referees... They need to be, a lot of them need to be properly full-time if we're going to get it properly. But even then, either the game needs to help them out or we need players who have got experience in the game to officiate. Do you know why there's no players dropping down? Cool. There's not enough money in it, Dan. No, I didn't think there would be. That's what I'm saying. I was just looking, that's what I was looking up there when you were talking. They, according to Total Sportech and Sporting Free, the salaries of And they are, League, whatever they say is it, verbatim. This, no, this could be... Don't jump me out. I'm of course just it could be. It's like transfer marks. First thing I've found out, but apparently it's ninety-two grand a year. For, What's that for? That, that's a Premier League referee. Yeah, but if so, you, you, what, what I'm saying is though, you could quite easily be Paul Calabai, and there's no reason why he couldn't be getting his refereeing badges while he's playing. And then when he retires, he earns more money than he does. So I, th- I think there should be refereeing academies. Like well, maybe there academies. is. Maybe we don't know though. Do you know what I mean they should have younger referees who are like. 24 25 who are who are doing it full-time getting a full-time salary get up st george's park learning the game watching loads of games watching all the videos across the world then going on a saturday to do a conference conference south refereeing game do you know what i mean to get them and then do you know what i mean getting them passed and stuff like that and because there's not enough referees that come through how how, how young what's the youngest referee is it michael oliver Something well, in the like Premier that. League. Yeah. It used to be that Stuart Atwell a yeah, long that's... time ago, and then he got but he got binned off. But again, if you look at this, the news today about these 380, I don't know if you've seen it on the BBC News, you were talking about earlier, there's been, FA have issued 380 bans for grassroots match official attacks last season, right? And there's absolutely, and again, I was talking to a mate of mine, Evie at work, and he was talking to me about... Um, about what's been happening with football and here is when I watch his son and there was it was quite interesting the level of comms that the parents were going and again does the game help the referees does the game allow us to want to keep referees involved if a, a young 15 year old girl is managing or refereeing an under nine football match and then parents are getting in a grill because of something or other I just the football fan as a whole and the way that players communicate to referees from the top needs to image what's at the bottom. And if you're having, like, and again, I don't like using rugby, but the thing that rugby have got well is that if you watch rugby at the top, players cannot, and they cannot have a go at the referee. And if they do, they get marched 10 yards back. And after that, it's a yellow. You can't muck about. And that's the rules. That's one of the things that really frustrate me is when people are in the referee's face and I just think, book him. And if he, I'm the, I'm if the he same. I think the only one was Bradford this year, I think, where the, the guy who refed in Scotland came down. He's come down to ref in England. And I think it was Tomlin at the time. Yeah. Dissent, Bosch, you're booked. 
he done it again. He was like, bang, you're off then. He did, that, it, he, he, did the, he did the descent and then he did the little ball and he kicked it away, didn't he? And that yeah. made the bloke. I was just looking at this. I don't know how true this is. This is just off something I found online. But he was saying, like, the top referees, Martin Atkinson was on 200 grand a year. He's 49. Mike Oliver's the youngest, well, the second youngest ref at 35. He's on 200 grand a year. There's a guy called Peter Banks. He's 33. That's the youngest ref. Most of them are in their 40s. You know what I mean? And it's like, we need to get younger refs involved, 25, 30. Again, I don't mind how old they are. Just be half decent. And the problem is, is that, I don't know whether, but again, this this is the problem, right? And if you're going to be a top referee, you've got to start somewhere near the bottom, right? That's obvious. And you build your way up. We've got a lad at our cricket club who's doing football refereeing, and he goes on the way up. If at the first point of contact, parents of an under-10 football match <laughs> think it's a great idea to start effing and blinding because, you know, Cobham Rangers lost to Oxshop octagons 2-0 and there was a penalty given and it was an obvious one and you get the ump why would a referee I mean why would you want a referee it's an absolute you get abused I, get I used, I used to do to like crap there I used must to do be refereeing. a way of making it better I used to do refereeing I used to do it because the money weren't too bad but one of my first games I got slapped around the face by a guy because he called me a C-U-N-T so I sent him off and he slapped me and then it, yeah, it was like what the hell was going on here but I used to do like all sorts of football, and I I could have gone a little bit higher up in the pyramid if I had quit watching women on Saturday. This is the problem, isn't it? The problem but, is, is that at the very top level, players get to do whatever they want and no, and there's no ramification the, of it. This is what I'm saying. To be about clearer, academies. You know what I mean? We you have the Essex FA, the Surrey FA, Middlesex. You have Leicestershire. You have the gate. Like I don't know what this. What's the one up North East or something like that? You have all these FAs. They know which young referees are good, which young referees are still doing it. So why not put them forward to then say, when look, these are 16, 17, if they want to keep doing it, let's put them on a higher, you know what I mean? Let's put but, them but, in academy but football. But does it? Because I'd like to know though? referees the academy level. Is but it young you feel, kids though, or is it adults? But surely, Lee, these referees, they all know how to do it. We're not talking about you physically can't do X, Y, and Z. We're talking about in a situation when things get aggressive, when people are shouting, when people are in your face, in those stressful moments, making clear decisions on something which is not clear, does the game need to make the rules simpler and clearer to allow referees to make more yes or no decisions, which, which we need to do? Does the game need to have something in place where it's like, okay, we're going to mic all the referees up in the Premier League. If anyone is heard swearing, Anybody is heard swearing on a microphone. The um, St George's Park go, it's him and him, yellow, yellow. And if it means we could play seven on seven for three weeks, we do that until eventually everyone at the top knows. Because let's face it, it's all copied behaviour. Every kid in the country scores a goal. How does he celebrate? He doesn't need slide into the corner flag. Why? Because every bugger's doing it. It used to be Clint when we were younger. It used to be Alan Shearer when he was doing it. It's because they copy behaviour. We need to get to a point where people are not copying crap behaviour. No, I totally agree. And the, the thing about football is we, the FA and stuff like that, and people at the top, they always try and fix what's not broken. Yeah. So it's like VARs coming in the top flight and stuff like that. And it's an absolute mess. It was meant to be brought in to sort, sort out clear and obvious errors. Now they're yeah. sorting out everything. Ref's not making decisions anymore because he knows he can just go to VAR. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think when they brought in offsides, perfect because you can draw the lines. That's, 100%. that's yes or no. 
And I agree with you. I think referees need help. But talking about, we're talking about our level where we're not going to have that kind of equipment. You're not going to have that kind of VAR and stuff like yeah. that. But is it the fact that, as you said, the fans nowadays have to, the, the, the referees are human beings. And I'm not, we both know if we're getting stick from a load of people, in your mind, you're thinking, well, I actually, I know they should be professional. Oh, that's a little bit. I don't know if that is a pen. Fuck them. I ain't going to give the decision there because I'm I'm torn. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think people... I think the football fan is quintessentially. I, I think, and again, I don't wanna, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I, I don't think that racism is a bigger problem as it has it has been on the terraces. I could be wrong, but I don't see many of it. I think homophobic behaviour is not the same problem as it was 20 odd years ago. So the fact that the crowds are engaging and being aggressive with football uh, referees isn't the part. But the fact is that football fans are still going to shout rubbish. Oh, that's a joke. That's etc. And if you're going into a place where a Mole Trafford or even a Plough Lane and MK came to town and there's already a lot of energy in the ground anyway and there's a tackle and you're not quite sure and you think, oh, I don't know, I'm going to go that way. The fans are going to get lively. Then you've got a flare up on the pitch and it's a lot to deal with for particular people. And sometimes they're going to get it wrong. I'm not saying they have to get it right all the time because they're humans, but we as football fans expect them to get it right all the time. I don't, we haven't seen your, the guy at Walsall I've not seen him in any other match. He could have been amazing at a Wimbledon match two weeks ago. We've got no idea. We've got no idea what he's like, but we've taken it as this one occasion where he's had a bad game. Therefore, the referee is a so-and-so and we've let ourselves down. It's just, I don't know whether so, or not it's the referee's fault or the system's fault. I, I don't like, I said, I don't like blaming referee. We lost on Saturday because we were poor second half yeah. and didn't get enough chances. But he's still one of the worst. One, it's one of the worst refereeing displays I've seen. It's blatantly in front of him. But I think, as you said earlier, the, the problem stems from amateur, low-level football. Parents at kids' games are literally unbelievable sometimes. Uh, the shouting and the abuse that referees get. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, But we've got to take the money. Again, it's got to be not doing it for the money side of it but doing it because you want to become a professional at this. I know there's referees, young kids now are doing it because they get paid 30 quid to do an hour's refereeing. Yeah. They do three games in a weekend. They've earned themselves a nice little bit of tax-free money. They don't have to, you know what I mean? And they don't care about the match or anything. They only care about the money side of it, where we actually need to say to them, actually, no, you're here to, to progress as a referee, as an official, to be up better and, and give the game something back as well. But then, parents and players need to actually but this is where i feel like like i said if you want better referees you need to make the game a simpler i.e it's this or it's this we saw that you know and again let's be honest even var get it wrong the penalty against liverpool was never a penalty he's i just don't understand how but you that's because football's subjective but that's but that's you'll look at something and think that's, well that is a penalty and i look and at this it is, go, well, I don't, but I this is it lee soft. you think the referee was crap but well, it's a was. it's yeah, but it's subjective. There's well, no fact on it. It's there's a no woman or fan who watched that game and didn't think he was an awful. But player. there might be other there might be Wilson fans who think it was fine because it's an opinion. That's we need to have but we need to have rules that are very yes or no. Agree. And that's the problem, is that it's not enough of them and there's too much. Was there was there violent intent? Said who? I mean, it's ridiculous. Was he out of control? Says who? There so needs you, to be so clearer it, rules it needs that to make it from... easier. UEFA, FIFA, FA. So if you speak, want the referee in better league, there's two things you have to do, 
And this is, for me, I'm very rarely, very, very, this is what it's got to be. But if you want the game to be better from referees, there are two fundamental things that are wrong. One, the rules are far, far too subjective and it's impossible to change that. But it's very, very difficult for having a game that has flow where one decision on one day is very different to another day based on the, the people. And the second thing that has to change is the way that the fans and, and players interact with referees and officials has to change. And they have to understand, I'm sorry, I've given a decision, go away. They need to get a circle of the, of, of, of the um, you know, they've got the shaving cream, where it is, put a line, you do not cross over. If you kick the ball, it is a yellow. It's like teaching, right? When we're at school, we talk about if a kid's behaviour is poor, you must have a consistent action. If his behaviour is good, it needs to have a consistent action. If one boy A kicks up, you know, one boy A uses bad language, you give him this thing. Boy C, D and E do the same thing. You give him three different after effects. He doesn't know where he is. No. Some players and some referees, they just need to go. If you swear on this pitch and you direct it, ref you F in this it's a yellow. I don't care. I'm not interested. It is it. If you are somebody that's going to kick the ball away at any point and it's not yours to kick away, you're going to get a yellow. And if it means in a month we have seven on seven, six on six, games called off, for the message to get across that we cannot tolerate this, it's worth doing to make I, the game better. I agree with a lot of your point, and we'll wrap it up because we're waffling on again. But I agree, agree with your points there, but I also think the referees in that point have to be stronger and have to start booking people. So that's people like Harry Pell running over to the ref, right in their face, dishing out the hand signal for a booking, straight away book them. Don't 100%. care. Even if you're going to book the lab, book him. Don't let players talk to you like shit. Don't let them get in your face. Be stronger officials. But this is where, though, Lee. So that's where, and, 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 I know you're saying I don't want to go too but, much, but that's the game, though. The Premier League don't want to have it where Ronaldo and Kane and Hazard or when he was there and De Bruyne and all these people are going to get sent off because that's their product. They're big products. So the players, once again, are far too big for the game. And what needs to happen is the man, the referees are in charge of the game, not the big players. And that's if we true. get to that point, we will eventually have a better game. I mean, that's where, how long it will take, I don't know. Again, and we were talking about fixing football earlier, players, unfortunately, have all the power nowadays. 100%. If you look at even referees have got no power, managers have got no power anymore. There's managers nothing. are there just to coach players. The players dictate the I whole mean, football. Football and that's, is that's run by the players, and I think that's one major issue. And but, again, if you think a referee could be on £150,000 a year, and a guy who he's refereeing gets that it? in three days, one, yeah, I know. what? Like, how is that even? But that's happen? like football managers, though, isn't it? They get paid less than the actual player. Like, can you imagine getting paid less than the people that, do you know what I mean, like in a job that you're doing? The manager getting paid less than someone working for you. It's, it's like me being a teacher and then the kids getting paid more than I do, which yeah. they probably do, to be fair. Yeah. But it, that, 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 that's the problem with officiating. But it is rubbish that when you have those days, and it is annoying because it makes such a difference because you think if you just were okay, this result could be different. And when you're talking about a whole season, the amount of points that you can lose on a bad referee, if you're unlucky in three penalty decisions in a row, it, 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 it's massive. So, yeah, it's okay. annoying. Well, we'll move on. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to discuss rivalries and derbies uh, uh, as we're playing a... Are we playing a rival on Saturday? The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans... For the fans. Right, so we're back and we're going to be discussing rivalries and derbies. Uh, 
that is a massive derby game on Saturday, actually. It ain't us. So, is it not? No, it's Accrington Stanley versus Derby. Massive, What's the derby. Right, massive right. derby game. What's the biggest derby game, regardless of the teams that you've been to? The biggest derby I've been to. I've been to the I've been to the Madrid derby. I've not been no. I've, I've been, been to, to Rayo Atletico. Not really been to any derby. Like the biggest one, I for me the biggest rivalry out there, and it's one of the best is Rangers Celtic. Yeah, that must That's be right. Electric. Up there. Uh, have you been there? To have you been to an old firm? No, I've been to Rayo, but I've never been to an old firm. And do you think? I'd do you think like for Wimbledon we? And again, we'll talk about it. Do we need a rivalry or a derby, do you feel? Do you think every team needs a derby? I think, I think every team needs one. It's quite funny because yeah, obviously agree. when we were Wimbledon, we Wimbledon fans hated Palace and hated Chelsea. But I don't think they really gave a shit about us. Like Chelsea didn't. And nowadays, like... We were lot, more of an inconvenience of Palace, weren't we, really? Yeah, we hated them because we had to share their ground, really, and didn't really want to and kind of stuff like that. And then when we were going through non-league, we had, what, Hampton and Richmond and... Bromley, Hersham, Bromleys, and even Crawley to a certain that. extent, but that was more that was on the pitch rivalry. The fact that they were like Fisher were up against us at the time, and yeah, that was more around. a rivalry than a derby, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I it's like Chelsea nowadays. Like I got a lot of mates at Chelsea. I like winding them up and stuff. But then when they won the Champions League, it was like they went out there to Munich and stuff. And I thought, oh, fair play, lads, well done. They've come and watched Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean and stuff like that? Uh, it's weird for us because there's not, I don't know, like Sutton on Saturday. Is that a rivalry to you? Is that, it's a derby because it's close. Well, well, I'm looking at the actual definition of derby, right? And normally it says an important sporting contest or a sports match between two rival teams from the same area. So I would say it's a derby because we are two rival teams from the same area. We're not, we're not Sutton's derby team though. That's quite short one, isn't it? Sutton and Cosh Short were always the I'd big... say, yeah, but I'd say we are now their rival because we're in the same league with them and we're close. And the fact that if they finished above us this year, they'd be loving it. I d- to be fair, I don't even know if Sutton, I don't know many Sutton fans, even though I lived in Wimbledon for 10 years. I've never really met any actual, they were always worse than us when we were Wimbledon and when we were coming through the leagues, they, we went past them pretty quick. Do you know what I mean? And you look at other, yeah. it's a weird one for me. It's like Palace Brighton. That's a weird rival for me. That, because, that was due to the managers, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's like it's like teams like like teams like Cholton have got no rivalries because they're like a nothing club and things like that. Like, but it's like, 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 like Fulham West Ham. It's not it, a right. It's, it's not a rivalry. And it's not, it, it, it's a London derby. It, it's a it's a it's a London derby because they're in London. So if that's the case, then any team that we play in London is a derby. So yeah, Leighton well, Orient, it's London derby. Sutton, yeah. Yeah, but it's like rival, like West Ham Spurs is a massive rivalry. Even though Spurs and Arsenal is that big one, it's the the North London derby. Yeah, and then West Ham versus Mill is their big one. Yeah, but West Ham hate Chelsea. West Ham hate Spurs. Do you know what I mean? I don't. Again, not not many teams hate Arsenal as much. They never used to. They think they hate them a lot more now. So reluctantly, Lee, whether we like this or not, I don't even know. I can't even believe I'm gonna say it. Our is our rivals MK Dons? No. No, I don't think it is either. But the fact that so many people harp on about the history of what we've done and what happened to them, surely on the magnitude of what's happened and the hatred that people have towards them, they are our rivals. I, I kind of get... And, and if not, why not? I kind of get your point and I kind of probably think, actually, they probably are, but... Who's the people... one team that we, if we could play in a one-off game, we'd want to beat? It's them, isn't it? 
I wouldn't want to play them, no. That's no, but if we I had to win them. in one game, FA Cup final, who's the one team we'd love to beat in a final? It'd be them, wouldn't it? No. You'd want to stick one over them, surely. The thing is, I always want them to lose. I always hate them. If, like, we, on the way back from Birmingham the other day, we, we drove past the car and there was MK fans in this car next to us. And all the boys were like, you fucking cunts out the window, like, ram into them. And so, like, they're, so, they're, so right, by and definition, they're, they're you the see them, You see them and you get angry, but I just don't, I don't care about them any other time than when I see them. Do you get what I mean? So, now, like, this, they're playing tonight, like, they're playing Tuesday or whatever it is. I'm not bothered about them. I don't care if they lose. Don't care. One thing that really annoys me with Wimbledon fans is when we lose and then they go, oh, but MK will lose. It's like, who gives yeah, a I shit? Yeah, I don't care. I'm, I don't, but, and but that's what I mean. I don't look at it. Maybe, maybe they are. I don't, I kind of get what you mean because we all hate them, but I yeah. think that's a hate of what happened with the football clubs at the time and stuff like but, that. But that and still means you, that they're, you look full, at 30, 40, they're a rival like, of ours. We don't, we don't want to lose to these people and we dislike them. So whenever we play them, of all the matches, it's the one game which is the hostile one or you don't go. Yeah, but that's I, more I of a like, hatred. It's not a right. It's a, it's a hatred I have for them more than a right. So I what's the difference then between Wimbledon and MK Dons? But and Tottenham them, Arsenal. Also, you've got to stop calling them MK Dons. Well, that's the name of the club. No, it ain't. They're Milton. They're, stop, stop. What, what's the name of their football club? Milton Keynes. Right, fine. They're okay. not. Stop calling them MK you're, you're Dons. You're proving my point even that, more all the time. You're riling me up now. Right, okay. Me so the team that you don't want to mention in Wimbledon, what's the difference between us and the team that we, you don't want to mention their full name and Arsenal it's and Tottenham? Different. Tottenham hate Arsenal. Arsenal hate Tottenham. They're in the same vicinity. If you're a Tottenham fan, you don't want Arsenal to do well. Yeah, but they're if, both North London clubs. And, so that, yeah. So the Derby bit. Okay. So that that's the, it's like West that, Ham hating Chelsea. It's like why do they hate Chelsea and stuff like that? But I think it's just because again, I reckon a lot of West Ham fans know Chelsea fans. And you, so you if 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 MK right are not our rivals, who are? I don't think we have one. Okay. And do we want we one? Should one. we make? Should we? Should we create one? It's now? like Crawley like, fans started trying to make one with us and stuff like that. And do you know what I mean? I, d- I don't think we need it anymore in football rivalries and stuff like. That. I said I was I, talking. To, no, but you, talking, you said earlier that that yes, everyone needs a dive. I think we do it. I think as a club, we probably do because. We're so who a, who should we have then? Let's make on. one today. But, Let's say from now on, we're going to have all around. Whatever happens, we've got to beat Walsall. I was talking to a Chelsea fan on Friday. He come up with us to Birmingham, right? He didn't come to the game. He come up, and he he goes, "You used to hate Chelsea, didn't you?" And I said, "Yeah," but then I speak to you now. I speak to another guy at Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? I look it back and think, my mates are Chelsea fans. Why do I hate them so much? So I want to beat the shit out of them, or do you know what I mean? I used to want to really run into Chelsea and have a fight with them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But now I think. I don't really want to because you're, they're my mates, most of the Chelsea fans I know. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're good people. A couple of them are sh- shitheads, but do you know what I mean? Most of them are good. And I, I don't just know. feel with derbies in particular are really good for teams who are not really winning stuff. And it gives you almost a cup final atmosphere yeah. twice a year. I, I think so. Regardless of the situation. I think Sutton could be a rival after Saturday's game because they've sold out their away end. It depends on who, what, Sutton fans come. Is it going to be fans who say support another club and come in and they start trouble? They win and start winding Wimbledon fans up and give it the bigger. They score and go mad and then we win. Do you get what I mean? That's the kind of thing I love. I just love away fans who give it loads. And I get back. But I think if Sutton beat us on Saturday and start giving it big one, then we're going to go want we're going to go down to Sutton next time and want to give it the big one again. So I think Sutton possibly could be, as I said, the main one I think when we were going was Hampton and Richmond, because that one, that actually did kick off. There was trouble at that game. 
the Jamie. Bromley one as well was lively. My mate was in golf for Bromley. And oh, it was, remember the one with, was it Davis, who went, ended up, no, it, it was ours. The guy who just whacked it, was it Hall? The one who ended Ryan up at Leeds. Yeah, Ryan Hall ended up at Leeds United. He whacked, he whacked the ball from the halfway line and it went in with one of the yeah, players. Everyone, was it, everyone went fucking mental. But I remember that. Every every year we have, we have, we've had a rival. We have. As I said, Crawley, Crawley was a rival in non-league. I don't really see him much of a rival nowadays. Do you know what I mean? When we went down to their place recently. So last season, last season, right, in League One, in our season, who would you have said last year was our rivals? Did we have a rival? Oxford, maybe. Not rival, but only because their manager's a dick and we hate him and give him a load of stick. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So from now on, technically, on geography, the 407 derby, which, which obviously the bus that takes you to the sun, um, that would be our derby, you think? I that, think that's the potential. We have got a couple. Be... Of, we've got Leighton Orient. We've got, as I said, London derbies. But yeah, I think our main derby. And I, I, I've spoke to people, and they really do not want to lose on Saturday. Not because we're in shit, because they do not want to lose to Sutton. And I think that's because growing up, Wimbledon were always better than Sutton. We yeah. Were always, you know what I mean? And now Sutton have the one over us that they beat us, and they're tenth in the league. We're sitting seventeenth. Do you know what I mean? And we give it. We only started nine years ago. We went past them, and now they've done the same to us, kind of thing. I mean, we had the cup. We had the we had the cup. The FA Cup matches. Could, should it be a rival, considering they were nice enough to give us our first ever friendly at their game? Well, this is the argument I'm having. The argument, but then is, Bromley did as well. To be fair, Bromley gave us a friendly at their game. We had, they were still pricks. Our first game was a Sutton. We ba- we basically missed them on the way up in the league. We played them in the FA Cup. We had the game at theirs, which was 0-0 that we should have lost. We lost, was it 2-0 at ours against them? We were rubbish. Tubbs, was it Tubbs who got sent off earlier? Was it Robinson? Robinson, because Tubbs played for them. Um, so we, we were pretty poor. Um, so I, I don't know whether there's enough in that for it to be a proper, right, we've got to get stuck into Sutton. That's a lot of people... Big up, maybe we haven't. Maybe we're big just up rivalries derby. It's like Man City, Man U. I don't really see that as a rivalry. I see that as a dark. That's a Manchester derby. Two teams that. Are Whereas Manchester City, Manchester Man- United, Liverpool is a that's massive a rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. And even back in the day, Man U, Arsenal was a massive rivalry because you had the two teams both going for silverware, both beating the crap out of like Keane versus Vieira, yeah. Henri versus who was it, Dwight York or Cole at the time. Do you know what I mean? I, I just see as a I don't see Man City Man Everton Liverpool is a derby. Yeah, a rivalry. If you've got someone sitting next to you in an Everton shirt in the Liverpool end, it's, so so we've we Rangers we've agreed, Celtic then, hate each other big time. That's a derby rivalry. Everything. Yeah, that that's in one. So if if our derby is obviously Sutton, which we've always spoken about, who is our rivalry with? Well, I think who's I, the teams that we're like we've got to do one over? Is it Crawley? I don't think we've got a rival. I think you're probably right with the Milton Keynes stuff. Yeah, I hate to say it. I think I am right. <laughs> I hate to Again. say it as well. But, but, yes. but I mean, I'm with you, though. And I'm not just trying to be difficult, but and I don't mean to... Stop full name to. Though. No, but I don't want people to kind of get the rivalry. Shut up, you mug. But ultimately, the, 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 the situation with that football club... I get what you mean. If we every play, single fan goes mad about it. If There's we were a playing genuine MK animosity... This Saturday... It's going to be lively. It's going to be busy. It's going to be loud. It's going to be vociferous. There'll be a every lot more police. Person, There'll yeah, be a lot more Every anger. single person in that yeah. ground wants to win massively. And probably and as much as they go, say there ain't one either, they hate us as much as we hate them kind of thing. Yeah. They've, they've built up a fake kind of hatred for us because they think they're like, you know I mean? And would we, would we be better off as a club without that 
without that team that we generally all that energy goes towards or do we secretly kind of yeah but I, my energy don't go towards it there's a lot of people who do I, I, on socials and stuff there's a lot of people who said who they see them lose and go oh look they're losing i don't care i really no, I've got they, no they could lose four nil today win four nil i'm not really bothered don't i'm not that but when we play them i want to it's smash big. them I yeah of course smash dean lewington into next week and i want to do them Get out of there. Go home. See you later. So that's we why I feel like it, I, feel, I do feel like it's a rivalry, I, and I don't like to admit it because. But I know when I watch that game, there's more energy going through my body watching the watching that match last year at home, taking the lead, and being close to winning, stopping the rot against them. There was more drive and like come on than yeah. it was with any other game. And you can see it from but not only for me as well. The other, the other one as well, I always find that like that, and you'll probably be like, shuts up, is Charlton. I really like, I, I do like, I feel like I can, I want to beat, whenever we play Charlton, I want to beat them. We, no, we beat him at home at Kings Meadow 1-0, Lyle Taylor. Last year, we played them at home, was it? Was that when we were poor? Literally, Charlton are, are literally a nothing club, like nothing. Like, there might be a rivalry now because... We've done them at London Bridge, but that's yeah, about the that's Battle about of the Bridge, Battle of the Bridge. You know what I mean? But other than that, they are literally and they are they're probably lower in London than like Orient and things like that. Really, Charlton. They're I just feel like you know, like like you said, those big derbies. There, it, like you know, the, the North London derby, the Manchester derby, the Birmingham ones. Well, the, the one I like man, as well. Man, I like I like Swansea Cardiff. Yeah, I think the, that's a real energy on that bad boy. But that, that's and, a rivalry yeah. and derby, I would say. Because Barcelona Real Madrid is is a rivalry. The derby is Atletico, Atletico versus yes. Real. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. Got, people don't know Barcelona is Spaniel. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. don't realise the Spaniel is in Barcelona and that's their derby. But yeah, the, the, the Spaniel probably hate Barcelona, but Madrid don't hate Atletico. They hate Barcelona kind of thing because them two were the ones going for the trophies at the time. and. Yeah, and, I, and I've been yeah. watching a lot of world football, and there's massive derbies and rivalries across across Europe, which are unbelievable. And some of the scenes, the pyros, and everything is just brilliant. We are, so now we've now we've identified Lee that Sutton is our derby, and we yes. want to beat them more than anything. Uh, should we chat about that? Yeah, let's move. Yeah, let's go on. Let's. Uh, what do you think? What, would you like to see us set up the same way? Do you, do, do we need Paris back? Well, I think it's a massive game because, as I said before, we identified two podcasts ago that these six games is big. Um, and I still maintain that. And I think all that we've got to get double figures. Playing at home, back-to-back wins would be massive for us. So I, I'm looking at potentially who I'm looking at who is the best 11 players I can get on this pitch. And at the moment, I think that if dependent on his fitness, they won't start him. But I think Woodyard's got to play more. No way. He's got to make. We haven't Awful. got anyone else. We've got nobody else. Awful shot. George on the debrief on Sunday made a great, great point regarding. Is it better than my ones? It better not yeah. be. Well, he'd play Towler still as the DMC. Right. Right. But he would also play Paris in there as well. But he's injured. He's injured. If so he's he back, we play. don't know because we don't know how injured he is. Yeah, but you can only Club play. You can only, you can only if Paris is okay. fit, put Paris in there. Push Pell up into Chislett's role and yeah. have Pell further up the field because he'll drive us forward, might nick a goal. Do you know what I mean? And you've got Paris pulling strings and then you've got uh, Towler just breaking everything up. My worry is Gunter, Calumbay and Lee Brown as our three centre-backs. It's, it's, it's worrying, isn't it? 
because they're all slow. And you've got two fullbacks playing as centre backs. That's what we said on debrief as well. You just need debrief stuff, really. I didn't even listen to it, but I'm just a football genius. Good, good, good to know. Uh, Paul Callumbay has got a 50p head. Lee yeah. Brown, is, got, yeah, he's got a head like Crichton from Red Dwarf. Unfortunately, inconsistent. And Gunter, unfortunately, is becoming that player that people thought he might be and be this not the scapegoat, but the one that don't live up to the height. The only good thing about Gunter, do you know we get nine thousand pounds every time, every day he's away at the World Cup. You get say what? Every player that goes away for the World Cup, the team that they're away for gets nine grand. I don't believe that. Go, if I, don't, there, I think you're chatting absolutely nonsense. Uh, why would that be? Why would that be the arbitrary figure? FIFA nine nine thousand pounds. One hundred eighty-eight million. It works out. Nine, it was on Talksport. It was on all the news outlets. Look so you're all saying that Chris Gunter. Oh, you do your research. He's going to so be per away week. We're going to get sixty-three grand. Nine nine grand per week. Yeah, nine nine per day. You said. Wait, let me check if it's day or week. No, yeah, right now, now let's now we're getting to it. Because if, if, it, if it's per day, that's 63 grand a, w- a week. I need to just double If check he's away for a month, a that's a quarter of a million. That is massive. That's like nine grand a day. Nine grand a day. I don't, so. I'm not buying that at all. Nine grand a day. I think that's absolute nonsense. I'm, I'm saying fake news. Nine grand there's a no day. Way, there's no way FIFA are paying for the Nicaraguan right back or the Qatari left back who plays for, you know, Peckham Urinals. They're not paying them £9,000 a day. You can't get £9,000 a day for Gunter. Europe's top clubs set to make millions in the World Cup. No, no, no. With FIFA poised to pay them over £9,000 per day. Europe's top clubs. Top clubs. We're not the top. We're not a top club. everyone who goes World Cup. That's just a daily mail of life. It can't be. It can't be Europe's top clubs money. Mate, seriously, it's going to be nine grand a day. No. We're going to be getting it. What a signing that is, Chris Gunter. It will be nine grand a day. Or it will be the person's wages for the week no. or for the day, whichever no. one is least. Dan, seriously, after this, you'll be owing me apologies. Nine grand a day for the players who are going to the World Cup. That I'm club will get it. So I'm we're getting nine grand a day for Gunner. Well, then, then his anyway. signing has paid itself off and and then but, and then some. Yeah. Cheers, FIFA. So anyway. why, why? Yeah, that's ridiculous. We're that means right that our transfer window, we're going to be loving it. Right Think how many wicked players we're going to get on loan in, in January. We're we'll going to get promoted. Oh, we'll, we'll probably get Terry Ballarda back. Uh <laughs> Don't worry about that. Sam Cosgrove. I miss Terry Ablade. Everyone loves Sam Cosgrove. No one knew if it was a Blade, a Blade. Anyway, we've gone right off. We've, gone right off no, we've done this again. So Sorry. I don't, Sorry. I don't have a problem with Pell playing a bit further forward, but I do feel like he is someone who's like in the engine room. I, lo- I like him winning headers, breaking the game up. I don't think he's a, he would be as good as a number ten. I, I'd, I'd have a Sowers. A Sowers got a Sowers got to be wider, mate. He's got to play no wide. No way. Has no to. He's too greedy being wide. He needs to be greedy. Yeah, but in the middle of the park, he's not going to score no, enough goals. He will. He will. 100%. He he we, need, we need someone up front with Davison. You, sir, are an ostrich. And you have got your head in the sand, in the words of Nigel Pearson. Davison needs someone up front with him who is a decent striker. Right. Well, it's not we going to be a, It's not going to be a sow, is it? It's not going to be Huddling. So who's he going to play? Who are we going to play up front then? Wayne Bartley. Oh, no. If he can lose a couple of stone, that boy's going to be decent. How do we know? What do you mean? He's not going to lose a couple of stone, is he? Well, he needs not, to. Not, not in a week. He's massive. And I'm not, not slim fast, but he's not slimming world, is he? He should do. But I, I don't. Uh, he, they're going to keep. We were saying, we were saying on the debrief as well. How lucky Johnny Jackson's been to find the two wing backs that we found, Jack yeah. Curry and Isaac Ogiandi. Oh, I still can't say it. Ogundiri. Yeah, that's what I said. Mate, no, both, both look decent. Anyway. We are rattling on and we're going right off I, I think, I think, nine grand a day. 
Uh, he's going to be away for 10 days. Is it only... No, he's got to be more than 10 days. Well, at least 10 days. Yeah, and the rest. I've just done it on my calculator. 90 grand. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you reckon? You absolute idiot. <laughs> I was only trying to that's do it, really. tickle me, that. Right, um, predictions. Predictions. I, th- I think that he's going to play... I think we're going to... He will have... I think Towler's going to stay in the middle. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play almost exactly the same team. We've got to find a way of getting another forward on the pitch. Who I don't know. He, Woodyard is going to play more game time, but we're going to play okay on Saturday. So I, I have, I have to believe that. I feel for Hudlin because Hudlin is getting a lot of stick, mainly for me for Walsall because I thought yeah, he was awful. Yeah, basically for you, for you. No, yeah. no, only for Walsall because I thought the, when he came on, he was. But he's only getting bit parts. Fifteen minutes here, twenty minutes here, trying to win. Do you know what I mean when we're losing two one, he comes on to try and nick us a goal, and it ain't worked for him. If he starts the game and he's awful, then we everyone has the right to say it. But he hasn't started. I wouldn't mind seeing him start against Sutton with Davison, a sow in the hole, Pell and Tyler at uh, Towler if Paris is injured. Do you know what I mean? And we're going to start fast, look, go 1 0 down like normal, but I think we'll win 2 1. Well, Sutton and Crawley, just to give you an idea. Sutton are all four as well, apparently. Well, well Sutton in the last four games have lost all four. Hmm. So Sutton have lost four and four. We have won. We've, we've obviously lost, drawn, one lost. Crawley are the only team who are... In fact, yeah, so Crawley and Sutton have got the same um, form. That's it. So Sutton have lost four in a row, yeah? Four in a spin. Well, I changed my prediction. Sutton to win then. Why, why, why would you be like that? Because we always let teams back in. We always give teams back their form. Every t- last season, this season, every time a team's rubbish, they come down to us... Look, look, well, we beat Colchester in, but that nearly turned out bad. But every team we end up playing shit against. But no, I don't know. I, I, I hope we just got to play like we did against Bradford, second half Colchester, and twenty five minutes. Against I mean, Bradford. if okay, if if we play well on against Sutton, and we win, then we would have had in four games would have had seven points, which is nearly two. So, the, and again, not to be too melodramatic, but the reason why I think this game is massive is because. We're at home. We've, we've got to find a way of winning a game of football. And like you said, I think we've got to the point now where the, the performances, frankly, are, I don't really care. We've just got to find a way of getting points. If we lose to Sutton, who have lost four on the bounce, we as a fan base are going to be in a bad way. And I feel we've got to find a way. I think we will. I think we're going to win 2-0. My nephew has, for some reason, decided that he's going to go on Sunday night. So he'll be there. He's already given me, trying to mug me off on the, on the old on the old WhatsApp. Well, tell him it's um, a rivalry now, so you, I, you can do him now. It's a, it's a family affair. So him. I'm hoping he'll, um, he'll keep well away. He'll probably go to KFC before he's a little loser. So I'm going to say 2-0, and I'm going to say that we are going to have... Um, Ayuba Sal's going to score from having cut in from the wing because he's playing on wider on the left. And I think Hudlin's going to score. That's unlike a sow to cut in and not pass, but yeah. Well, that's it, you see. Don't need to. As it goes in. But yeah. I, I think right. that's what's going to happen. Cool. Sounds good to me, Danny. Well, what do you think? 2 1, I said. 2 1. 2 1, Wimbledon. 2 1, 2 0. We'll go 1 0 down, obviously. Oh, God. Damn, for God's sake. Right. We, all, we always predict us to win. It's weird with Wimbledon fans, but. but it sounds like it'd be a sellout. If we, if we so win on if we win Saturday, we win Saturday. There's seven points from the last three. Three more games to go. We said we needed a minute. I said a minimum twelve points out of them games. Yeah, I think I think if we've so won, we're still if on we, target. If we've if we won one, lost one, that's six points, not seven, six points. 
We drew against Good. Bradford. Yeah, that's seven from twelve. Not not from nine. I didn't, so, I didn't have my calculator for that one. Of course you didn't. Le- le- right. lead, the maths, lead the maths to me. You're a teacher, mate. Right. Do it all. Dan, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, we'll be back Sunday debrief, talking about the Sutton game and everything else that happened. And make sure you message to say who you think is, you know, out of out of the Finch-Baker rivalry, which one is going to be... Are we a Derby, Lee, or a rivalry, do you think? Me and you? Yeah. Rivalry, mate. No, we're a partnership, mate. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Season Master, manufacturers of secondary glazing and bifold doors. You can catch them on 01252 319670, www.seasonmaster.com. Hit them up, family run business, big Wimbledon fans. And uh, yeah, come on, you Dons. Come on, Dons, please. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at The Wombles Had and Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.